0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time, the Babysitter's Club Mystery. And here we are. I'm in the other phone booth. Yeah, you're in the other phone booth. It looks I walked into the similar.
1: co-working space today and yeah. opened up my phone booth that I had booked. Mm-hmm. And there was a man sitting there. And you were too timid to say, um, sir? You know what I did? What? I said, oh, gosh, sorry, and closed the door. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And moved three feet to my left and went into the other phone
0: booth. That'll teach him. He'll never walk into someone's booked phone booth again after the drubbing you gave him. Right. And that's why it's worth doing, people. You know? It's not just for you, it's for all the other people who he might steal their phone booths in future. He's never gonna do that again.
1: I'm not gonna call myself a hero. Okay. If you want to and and you want to riddle babies, mm-hmm. that's fine. I think what I did was certainly heroic.
0: Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Politely you, you confronted a great evil. You right? stood up. You stood up to him and you said, yeah. Sir, I'm sorry. Not like that. You said No. I'm sorry. sorry. And then you quietly close the door so as not to bother him anymore. Right. Did he say anything?
1: No. Yeah. Didn't even look around. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure you're, like, I think probably I had headphones in. I'm not even sure he even noticed. Okay. You know? There goes my hero. So, and then, so you are saying that I'm a hero for that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's, you know what? That's on, that's not up to me. No. I can't give myself that title and I no. can't deny it when others give it to me. No. And you deserve but it. But I can live every day, live every moment. Yeah. Owning that yeah. and being that for you, Jack. Thank and you. And for you, Riddle Babies. Yeah. Am
0: I a hero? I don't know. Yes. I do I do think so, and I think it's confirmed. But I'm being told I am, so. I would love to introduce our podcast, unless you have anything you'd like to say about your child before we start.
1: Um, He went to the pediatrician today. We uh-huh. got the room with a poster of baby Troy Aikman with his arm around baby Emmett. Smith. what? Why the fuck is this fucking Cowboys propaganda? It's a New York pediatrician. Every room has a different watercolor painting of two athletes as babies sort of like chumming it up. Okay. Most of them are basketball. So look, there's, a, there's another room we go into that has baby Michael Jordan sort of chumming it up with baby Scottie Pippen. That's fine. Well, that's the Chicago Bulls. Why are you mad about the Dallas Cowboys? Well, why am I Chicago more mad Bulls? about the
0: Dallas Cowboys than I am about the Chicago Bulls? Do you even fucking know who I am? But you live in Texas. Forget it. it. Seems like you would be a forget it Cowboys fan. Okay, yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's who who I am. I'm glad you you know you know me really well. We're an Oilers fan, but okay, (laughs) yeah, there we go. (laughs) And you know football. (laughs) Um, And what did he like it? Um, No, he got five shots. Okay, (laughs) that's nothing. At that age, like they don't even know the horror. He was pissed about it and he's
1: continues to be pissed about it this afternoon. Oh, because Jamie it's so keeps harsh. texting me to be like, he's very fussy. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he got five shots. His body is coursing
0: with yeah. tetanus and polio right now. It only gets worse, man, because they get yeah. more and more sentient about what you're about to do to them.
1: Yeah. But he's good. I've been collecting stickers for him. There's like okay. a little sticker bucket that you can take a sticker from on your okay. way out of the pediatrician. Mm hmm. And I think I'm just going to grab a sticker for him every time, and then when he comes of age,
0: you can be like, "Here are all these free stickers." I will give
1: this little sticker trust fund to him.
0: That's cool.
1: Like these are all the stickers I've collected for you.
0: My grandmother kept the newspaper for my dad's birthday from every day, um, every birthday that he had from the day that he was born until he was 18, in order to give him those as a gift. Yeah. And then, in this very British way that it's just tough to understand unless you're British, decided it was stupid and threw them all away without telling him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At what age? How many years did she do that She had 18
0: years of his birthday, like the front page of like the And then like right before his 18th birthday, he's like... Then she was like, oh, here they are. I guess the plan was that I would give them to him now. And in thinking about it, I now think it's stupid. So I'm going to throw them away without telling him and then tell him five years later that I did that.
1: I am on NewYorkTimes.com right now. hmm <laughs> January 24th, 1980. Please do bleep that. hmm Front page. It really wants me to log in. Here we go. I think I found mine. Oh, no. This is just in... I want the January 24th.
0: My one says U.S. in newsstand advises Shah to leave Iran for good of country. Which is very relatable and, and brings me back to my first days of life. Right. Oh, and AT&T tells court breakup plan could hurt service and raise fees. Yes, of course. Remember the 70s, man. Um, What about if we introduce uh, this show and and if I do it? Would you Wait, like to I still need to find mine. Okay. It's important. It's, I just can't.
1: What if it's a really great headline? And, right? and what if it's not? Well... If it's not, then that is something we will have learned
0: together. Oh God, I'll find yours. And what? And what do you think we're going to get out of this? I don't know. Okay. And then we're allowed to talk about something else, right? Oh. After we're done. After I find it. I don't know, Jack. <laughs> well, you think we might have to talk about this because I'm only doing this January what twenty ninth? Twenty fourth. God, I don't know I've your fucking birthday. Friends. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Mies nominated to succeed Smith at Justice Department. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) Mies, Tanner. Meese. He says he's
1: grateful to the president. And that's Reagan? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here's the Star Tribune. So this is the Star Tribune from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I was born in Minnesota, so this is perfect. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Reagan picks Mies. Okay. So Meese was
0: kind of the thing that day,
1: huh? <laughs>
0: I think so. I I like the idea of like your mom and dad like in the hospital, and your mom is like, "Our little baby boy is born," and your dad is like, "Shut up, shut up!" I think Meese is in. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is like a stoner from small
1: town yeah. <laughs> Minnesota. There's Don. It's Meese. It's Meese. I'm telling you. <laughs> have you seen? We this? have to change his name immediately. <laughs> Meese. His name is Meese Rosno. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that wasn't as eventful as I wanted it to be. Can I
0: please introduce the show? Please? Yes. <laughs> hi, hi.
1: hi uh, 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 <laughs> and why,
0: why? And welcome to the Babysitters Club Club,
1: Club. Mystery.
0: Club. Club. I'm Ooh, Jack Shepard. Little shadow monster on that one. Did you hear it? I did. And that's graveliness. Yes, yeah. you're really yeah. trying to make up for it because my child said "why why" in a viral video that I posted to our Facebook page, and it gave you a complex. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You didn't see they it because I saw you post. I'm not a really on Facebook, and I so. counted that yours, the video of your son in the responses, got less than half as many likes as. Yeah, I'm not really on
1: Facebook, it. and okay. I didn't see it. Okay, so well, it was hacked. <laughs> I am Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner. Green ring.
0: And this is a club that is also a podcast where we talk about the great mysteries by the great mystery herself and mystery, Martin, and the great mystery that we're going to be discussing today is a great mystery called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 22, Stacy and the Haunted Masquerade. Mm. And it was <laughs> fucking
1: great. Very good book. Very good. So good that like a third of the way into it, I was like... This book has everything. It's good mystery. It's gripping. It's got burns. Yeah. This is maybe not Ellen. So I flipped to the back, and
0: it was Ellen. It was Ellen. Yeah, and that's not to be a slight on Ellen. I think Ellen is a great, great writer. She's a workman. One of the greatest writers in the history of American literature, but she's not totally well-rounded. She has her strengths. She has her weaknesses. Her weaknesses are usually she doesn't do burns. She doesn't do jokes quite as much. Right. Um, She's an incredible storyteller. She... Weaves these arcs that are wheels within wheels of her plot. The A plot and the B plot always match up in this fascinating way. Uh, but she doesn't do burns. Uh, but this week she fucking did. Um, and this one has everything And It's also the scariest book that I've ever read. And it's the scariest thing that I've ever seen.
1: Okay. Book, don't you think? You've read a lot of books.
0: Yeah, a lot.
1: And you think this is the scariest one you've ever read? Yeah, this is
0: one, Fright Night, I'll never forget.
1: <laughs> okay, and that's... So do you want me to call
0: Well, I don't I think that that's actually if I'm not wrong. I think that that's something that Hodges wrote on the cover of a different babysitters club mystery. Okay. <laughs> and for some reason it's stuck in my head is this is one fright night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, on this, this was... one, what Hodges wrote on the cover, and I guess let's go ahead and call Carison.: Caras, Karis, play the mystery song, The mystery one this time.
1: Will you do the mystery song this time?
0: The Gothic one we made. Thank you. you. Right. Is she doing it? Yeah. You're okay. a, you are a treasure to us, Karen. Did, what did Karis say when you uh, went into the room you'd booked and the guy was. Switched rooms?
1: Yeah. I kind of made very brief eye contact with her. Okay. She was in
0: there with him. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> She's just waiting there with a harp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's really nice. There goes my hero. Anyway, Karis, take it away. Can you hear? them knocking knocking girls who keep the cradle rocking show their fear and pain and wonder as their world is torn asunder can you hear them buzzing, crying? Can you feel their bonds untying? Try to free them from their prose. Show them to us now, swallow.
1: And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down. Uh, uh, and that's, that's that, that love and sound. sound.
0: Okay, hey, thank is you, Karis. a The segment where we talk about the amazing covers of these novels by Babysitters Club art director Hodges Swallow, and, this and not week, even
1: just the art, it, but also the captions that he at the captions and what he's this written enigmatic, this time. indecipherable yeah. captions.
0: Oh, and this scared me. This this scared scared me immediately. Yeah. it says, "Who's trying to turn Mischief Night into a horror show?" That's right. horrifying.
1: Elizabeth Misch- Connor, as it turns out. Mischief Night is already scary. So what Hodges gave us this week is one of his patented um, Hodges Swallow horror escapes. Yeah, everyone in the what, background is a ghost. What he gives us this week is a sea of twisted, abnormal, blank-eyed faces, mm. and behind them, a universe of fire.
0: Yes, no, we that's inhabit what a planet. Yeah,
1: we inhabit a planet that is Elizabeth Connors and Mister. Yeah, I was right
0: down the Rothman. Yeah, and Mike Rothman in the foreground, dresses a, a Stacy and
1: Marianne behind them, and then the sea of tortured faces. And behind
0: them, the plane of, of fire behind the plane them. of fire. And I, 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 I imagine that by this point, because this is a later book and the series it already has abby in it which we'll probably get to so it's very late at this point the scholastic lawyers have stopped telling hodges or begging hodges to not include the plane of fire and so he just, he just was given free reign to draw the whole thing and look at he's these
1: always the first draft he always sends mm. to scholastic the background is always the fire plane yeah and every time they're always just like, can you paint over the fire and just do like the mall?
0: Like the sea of faces twisted in horror is fine. There's
1: one face, there's two faces in particular that stick out yeah. to me. Right over Marianne's left shoulder, yep. audience right shoulder, yes. are are two young men. Mm-hmm. One appears to be wearing a crown. Yeah. And he's, his face is, is kind of locked in a scream.
0: Yeah, I think that's the Prince of Lies. Okay. And then the boy next to him seems to have a bowl cut yeah, and then if you on, on that same trajectory, if you cheat towards the left shoulder of Mike Rothman, there's a there's a person who's just whose entire mouth is just an open screen. right. And then the coolest and most interesting person, and I assume this is the gray man who is a recurring character, is right. Behind the cake, Elizabeth Con- Connors, of Liz Connors, is a do you a, mean the guy in the shades? Is a is a G man, yeah, some the G man, yeah. <laughs> like a Terminator, yeah, he looks like a Terminator. <laughs> and maybe it's a T, maybe Hodges was just having some fun and was like, right. Can I put the T1000 in this? <laughs> uh, sorry, T100, probably, right? T100, T1000, yeah.
1: I believe, was the um, I mean, any liquid, of these people could be the T1000, man. right. Uh, sure, it could be Or Rothman. vice versa.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so we can't know. Uh, and Rothman is painted in the moment that he realizes. He realizes Jeez. the horror. He realizes what's happened, which is the scariest thing that's ever happened in these books. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, genuinely then, scary. Yeah, genuinely scary. And we are going to get to it uh, pretty soon. And Hodges has said, who's trying to turn Mischief Night into a horror show? The answer is Liz Claiborne. Um, Liz Connors. Yes. And Liz Claiborne is a oh. famous...
1: Shirt! Right? Liz Claiborne, I think, is maybe a makeup thing? Makeup thing.
0: Okay. I thought it was a famous shirt.
1: Here's something to consider. Yeah. T-100. Liz Connors. Sarah Connor. Very close to Sarah Connor. Very close. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that's definitely something that Hodges wants to draw our attention to. Right. Okay. What I'd love to do now is to describe this book and for you to do it and then for me to do it and then for us to review the book. Okay, I um I penned my description this week. I hope that's okay. Yeah, no, that's nice because I think we've been having trouble with we. You know, uh, we're busy men, and I think sometimes things that we have read maybe inadvertently seep in, seep in as we're extemporaneously trying to describe the book. Right, um, and so it's useful that you've actually written it down because then it's you know you've had time to check it, make sure that it's not copied from somewhere. I just like to be super sure. I
1: ran it through one of those like paper checkers that professors use smart and i think this is all original thoughts that i came up with and wrote down based based on what i read in these books and you know what that's my favorite honestly because i'm here to hear what you think can i may i start please okay so the a plot Mm. elizabeth connors is a shy outsider who has trouble connecting with her peers at Stony Brook Middle School. She is relentlessly teased by her classmates and abused by her single mother in the small home they share together. Then one day, Elizabeth's luck seems to change when she's invited to the Mischief Night Masquerade Ball by one of the star players of the football team, the handsome and popular Michael Rothman. The other students use the opportunity to land their most devastating blow to Elizabeth Connors to date. And rig the masquerade election, to have her chosen as queen of the dance. As she's accepting her reward, a bucket of pig's blood is dropped on her head, and Liz's true power is unleashed. You see, little do the bullies of SMS realize, but Liz is a powerful telekinetic. And once her rage is unleashed, nobody in the auditorium is safe, especially not Mr. Brown, the faculty member who turned a blind eye to the bullying Elizabeth was forced to endure. Now... 26 years later, on the anniversary of the Mischief Night Massacre, seven young women must try to outsmart the phantom of Elizabeth Connors before she can kill again. And then, B-plot. Nikki Pike, Charlotte Johansson, Marilyn and Carolyn Arnold, and Hallie Braddock are five paranormal investigators living in New York City and owners and operators of the infamous Ghostbusters agency. After handling a few Class 3 and Lower Spirits, the Ghostbusters are finally in for a challenge that may be more than they can handle. It seems as though a young woman named Abby Stevenson has become a vessel on Earth for the Hittite god called Gozer and has turned the Pike family attic into a temple dedicated to raising the corrupt deity on Earth. It'll be up to the hapless Ghostbusters and their improvised paranormal equipment to bust Gozer for good and save the Big Apple. (laughs) Babysitter's Club... Mystery number twenty-two, Stacy and
0: the Haunted Masquerade. Haunted Masquerade. Wow, wow, that yeah. was masterful. I yeah. did not know we were allowed to do a description for the A plot and for the B plot separately. Um, yeah, I'd like to. Sh- I try to cover both yeah. in my description. Amazing, that was incredible. I don't, I don't remember the pigs' blood, but I guess I don't fully describe what happened back. No, they just talk about the stampede. Yeah, and a man was killed. Anne killed a man. Anne killed a man again, and she's she's got that taste in her mouth again. She's got that taste in her mouth. Sickly I'm Sickly sweet taste. Well, I guess I'll have to recap as well so people have the full context, but Ooh. I wonder if this is the first man that Anne killed. Oh, because it happened like 26 years ago. It happened back when Sharon and Richard Spear were in high school and were sweethearts. Right when all the men wore ties and all the girls had those silly
1: cat, uh, cat eye glasses. Yeah,
0: and be- beehive hairstyles. And
1: beehive hairstyles, you know, twenty six years ago, nineteen ninety
0: three. But that's when Anne killed that man, right? Presumably, she yeah. killed. So the way that this works, and tell me if there's a flaw in my logic. In in nineteen 1960- sixty. Five or whenever it was, Anna Martin wrote. Anna Martin killed a man named Mr. Brown. Yes. Then twenty six years what later, what would the date on
1: this be? Okay. Okay. No, it's the Halloween. I was worried. Mischief Night Masquerade is around Halloween. I was worried that maybe this was June tenth. The date? Yeah. And no, not it's not.
0: It. Let's. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not the date. Um, it's the Halloween Hop, right? Which is another very very important date to Anne.
1: Well, it's actually. Oh
0: gosh, it's the date of the Halloween Hop. Well,
1: and I I hate to do this in the middle of your kind of thing, but this is a new segment because it's not the Halloween Hop. It's the mystery universe version of the Halloween Hop. right? And this is an alternate world. Okay. And we do need to sing. I see. Well, you need to read a bit of
0: ephemera. This feels like coercion. It's not ephemera. I think my thing is the main thing. So this is a segment where we talk about uh, the fact that the – Mysteries take place in a alternate but parallel and adjacent universe. Right. And the way that we introduce this segment apparently is that Tanner sings a song which he has doubtless prepared already since he was ready to jump in and interrupt me with it.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's my song is always about, about sort of alternate an realities. alternate
0: reality and I read something from the vast literature in philosophy about possible worlds. So I'm ready whenever you are.
1: And I am ready and I'm going to start singing now. I was working in my lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster logic. from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did theory, theory. the a mash. A smash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash.
0: It was a graveyard smash! He did the mash. And hence, I on was caught in the flash. He did the mash. He did the monster Along classical Tarskian lines. Okay. And that's from the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy entry on possible worlds theory. Yep,
1: and mine it was um, alternate reality in which this man made a monster. It's about, and it's on in did the a segment party.
0: on possible worlds and modal logic specifically. Yep, the
1: Halloween hop is, is this waypoint in the BSC right. universe. And, and this is the yep. mischief, mischief night masquerade. Right, so in the it's BSC kind of universe, mouthful.
0: the Halloween hop is something that takes place every year or in the way Anne has it it takes place over the previous year because they repeat. And right. a different thing happens. And what Tanner and I have noticed is that it's a waypoint. It's a it's a important moment in this ever-repeating series of years whereby something new happens, where it's possible for that year to kind of break out and reestablish reality. Right. Um, but in this universe, it's not called the Halloween Hop. It's called... The Mischief Night Masquerade. Oh, which is very scary, and right. and I think we have come to understand why in both universes. To finish what I was fucking saying before you made me sing, right? Before you made yourself sing and me speak, right? Is that the reason that these nights are so important to Anne? Is because she killed a man in the and maybe 60s. that's what she needs to do to create waypoints? Right? right. Is is a murder? Something is something that is against nature? Right. That makes so much sense, and that's how she creates the waypoints. And the first one she did probably – in well, it's whatever happened on June 10th. June 10th. Oh, sorry. Gosh. And – It's so hard to – The second one happened on October 30th. Right. Oh, and Jack's getting a call. And this is a segment we have on the show called Jack's Getting a Call. And he declines it. And it's from – It's usually from beyond – who was it from today? I don't know. I should have just answered it. It's. I've been. You know what I've been getting? I've been getting. Why do you not mute your phone? I've been getting calls. No, it's because it comes through all of my Apple devices. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been getting calls. I've got on some list probably because I donated to uh, somebody's primary campaign. Oh, okay. Uh oh. And <laughs> I think Pete Buddy Gig. I'm not going to say who it was. And uh, did I t- have I told you this before? No. And so, somebody called me. I was actually on a boat with Cyril. In, <laughs> in Texas? No, in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. And somebody called me and I answered it because I've often, except when I'm recording podcasts, do answer unlisted numbers because it's usually like my dentist or something. Right. And then like it's annoying to have to call them back rather than just making the appointment then. And this guy was like, Hi, can I speak with Jack Shepard? And I was like, Yeah, this is Jack. And he was like, "Uh, I'm from the nra and i'm calling on behalf of wayne lapierre i'd like to ask you a few questions but before i start uh do you believe uh in the importance of protecting uh a strong second amendment yeah and then i I said i was like no (laughs) he goes okay well so my first uh what um wait a second sorry uh uh, what did you say sir (laughs) i was like no donate to that you're getting calls from the nra i was like no i don't and he was like okay okay thank you for your time. And I was like, thank you for your time. It was like this beautiful moment of like, where we were like, both of us were like, we have accidentally been put in contact. Yeah. (laughs) We should not be speaking to each other. And we're going to like summon some vestige of civility and just be like, okay, let's, let's end this. Um, I think, I think that these lists just get sold around and like they, then they end up getting like, anyway, now, now everybody knows that I'm, Knows what my political affiliation is. Who listens to this show now? So thanks for that. Oh
1: yeah, it's the political affiliation that's
0: most closely aligned with the NRA. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I don't believe in that. I believe in making it the First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make it the
1: better? Can us make get let's get it even let's better. Let's promote amendment? it.
0: <laughs> I don't think the First Amendment's being used right now. So <laughs> uh, that's what I would have said if he hadn't hung up on me. Okay, what were we talking about? oh the phone rang we were talking about possible worlds Mm -hmm. and we have talked about it and killed a man she killed a man and killed
1: a man and she killed a man and she wants him dead
0: and that's but killing a man the act of doing that is what created these fluctuations in history and my god Tanner there is there or is there not a fluctuation in history and in time a ripple in time in this book that we must now talk about before we move on to our next segment okay well I was actually gonna oh wait what ripple in time are you talking about let me read you this. Do you
1: mean the ripple in time that is the 60 seconds I dedicate to 60 second burger run every week? Nope. Because you know you haven't done your recap.
0: No, oh I know. I'm I keep all the shit in my head. Okay. I keep all the shit in my head. That's why it's so upsetting to me when you start singing songs while in trying to get us there. I didn't introduce the segment. <laughs> I didn't introduce the segment. That was you. I keep all the shit in my head. You think I don't keep the shit in my head? You brought it up. Okay. Well, let me tell you this while we're on the fucking topic. Let me read you this, Tanner. God, this blew my mind. I fucking gasped. I composed a tweet about it because I was like so shocked. And then I was like, this is for no (laughs) one. This is for no one. But this was shocking. Yeah. What's going on? I heard someone ask which was exactly what I had been about to say. I closed my locker door partway and looked around to see who had spoken. It was Sabrina Bouvier, oh, whose right. locker is about five lockers over from mine. Sabrina is nice enough, but she looks as if she's 13 going on 30.
1: Yeah, it's unchecked. Her they're aging, admitting it. Her aging is... Un- they're not only admitting it, but they're saying it's
0: worse than we even thought. It's worse than we even thought. For the Last time we saw her, yeah. she was... 8 Sabrina Bouvier is famous even the people who don't pay close attention to these books but know about them everybody knows everybody knows that Sabrina Bouvier shows up in Little Miss Stony Brook and Dawn as a as a, a competitor third grade 8 year old competitor competitor yeah. and then later or previously time has lost all meaning to me after reading these books she shows up as a classmate of Claudia's right
1: 13 year old yeah and now they're saying that she's actually tur- about to turn thirty. Right. So, so she's come I think on they're saying they're finally admitting, like, yes, we recognize that Sabrina Bouvier, yeah, is going through something. Right. She's experiencing a temporal anomaly. Right. And we're well, just we want you to know it that there. it's it's unchecked and it's she is continuing to age and right. there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And this is what happens when you mess with things that are bigger than you and. And you create these waypoints. Yes. And that's you what happens. You kill a man, you, you a create man a waypoint,
0: and, and then Sabrina Bouvier is just like. Blipping in and out of ex- of fucking her age. She's not ripping through time. Ripping through time. Um, and it's horrifying.
1: Every day she wakes up and she is. A different age. Not a day older, but like a decade older. Yeah. Awful. And soon, and one day she'll be a head in a jar and the boys will come to visit her. Does that us? And she'll look out to the east. Oh, and they'll say,
0: Nam Sibylum Pueri. Cue my bidet band, and then she'll say, Thneskane. Actually, she doesn't say Thneskane. I think she says, Apothanane, fellow. Jack Googling. I'm not Googling. I swear to God, I'm not Googling. Look at me. Okay, Look at me. well, your face just lit up, and your
1: eyes were scanning the screen, and your hands were typing.
0: There are two Greek words for it to die. One is Thneskane, the other is "apothanen." And I think what I have often said Thneskane, but she says "apothanen." Okay. and I that's what you were googling to die i wasn't googling it you were doing something i i thought better of googling it because nobody <laughs> wants to hear the exact laugh. anyway when i saw the, the the boys i'm so glad that you're on my wavelength about this and i don't want to take away from that that is she is the sibyl hanging yes. in a jar at kumai right i will show you fear in a handful of dust i would love for you to pull up a episode of a 60 second burger run yeah okay so an that, episode yeah they made it into an anime <laughs> so that i can move on and and describe this book for these poor people in five okay. four three two one Ooh, spooky it's halloween again uh it's that time of year uh when they have the haunted masquerade dance and everyone's preparing for it at sms it's also the night of the mischief something mischief day and everybody's worried about it because there was a mischief day that went really badly back in the past mischief Uh, night masquerade Stacy is on the dance committee and she's preparing but then there are stop talking to me there are a bunch of pranks that happen and at first they seem innocuous but then they get really bad and scary and it turns out that somebody uh, is uh, evil and unhinged and guess what? Uh, the teacher who is in charge of the dance committee. Back when he was a kid at SMS, inv- he was, was a popular time. jock, and he invited this girl Stop to me. the dance and then humiliated You're out her. Time. Stop! You fucked God me up, it. and you talked to me throughout. God this. damn it! I wasn't it.
1: talking to you. I was. I wasn't talking to you. You're not allowed
0: to say stuff. Well, maybe you should mute me then, because I I can't help. You myself. should mute yourself. Now I get an extra 30 seconds to explain. Take another, take an extra 60. Okay. Okay. All right. And will you be silent? I'm already going. Okay. The teacher who is in charge of the, uh, helping the dance committee to do the dance, uh, back when he was a jock in Stony Brook middle school himself, uh, his friends dared him to take this nerd girl to the dance, and even though he was a nice guy, he got peer pressured into it, and then they all humiliated her uh, by revealing that it wasn't a real invite on a date, and over time, she became mentally unstable, and she was the one who was sabotaging the dance, and she ends the dance by confronting the guys, the teacher's date in the bathroom, stealing her costume, and then Revealing herself on the dance floor, which is what Hodges has depicted. And everybody is aghast oh, and she is God, taken away. So close. Okay, you're out of time. Fuck Jack! An institution where hopefully she gets the help that she needs. Thank God for 60 second Burger Run, because I feel like normally you wouldn't give me a second chance, even though it's very unfair. And I, I never interrupt so while you're talking. So never. So ever so close while you're doing your 60 And
1: seconds. I wasn't interrupting you, I was playing sixty second burger run. It's a the gripping game and it I can't help but emote. I was so close.
0: Let's so, not talk. Remember, we don't talk about what you what happened with you in sixty second burger. Wing? Remember that? Then we t- try to talk about what happened with me. What I was saying. I didn't hear a word of what you were saying. It's scary and intense. I'm realizing and trying to to recap this that a lot happens. They have to go back to the past to find the answer to the future. Oh, because it's like Back to the Future.
1: I mean, kind of. It's like. Well, it's a dance. It's a school dance. He goes back in time to a school dance. It's like Terminator. It's like Terminator. It's like Terminator. And that's why Hodges painted and the that's T100. That's why Hodges did the T100 on the cover.
0: And they Andrew go back Elizabeth in time Connors. to try to prevent D Day, which is when it's not oh, called D-Day, a, man is it? a man died. A man died. Mr. Brown. I didn't say that. A man died. That's what it and is. A man died. It's not called D Day. It's called Judgment Day. And his name was Mr. Brown. And they never really get to the bottom of who killed Mr. Brown, and it was Anne, obviously. But, um, like, this mischief society, uh, one of the The pranks that they did back in the day was they turned off the lights during the dance, and there was a stampede, and a man died. Was crushed. And killed, and he was a teacher, Mr. Brown. He was overwhelmed
1: by the teen swell.
0: Yeah. And and he had a heart attack. And first taste of blood, and the Mischief Knights are back. I didn't get to talk about that, and it's we think it's Carrie Retlin, but he won't say.
1: He he won't say. He won't say. And that's actually um, kind of brings us into our next segment very tidily, and Would you you like me to read the Liz. Okay, we'll get, okay, Liz, okay. Yeah, and Liz was also in the room with the gentleman, and...
0: What did she say? And he was just not paying attention to either of them? No, and
1: she actually stayed, so let me duck out real quick and get her. She didn't come over. Okay. I'll come to the other room. Yeah. Okay, and here she comes. Yeah, okay. Go ahead.
0: You're guessing the mystery.
1: And this is the segment where we guess what the mystery was After by chapters, the end of chapter five. We both um, write it down. We, we write think. it down, and we do our best to guess. And I did a bad job this week. I did a bad job, too. And it's like a beautiful... Forest, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That you and I find ourselves in, and I am a dew-kissed baby fawn. Dew, kissed right? The baby fawn, yeah. And I'm so fresh to this world, right out of me mama's womb,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I I still got some of that uterus slick on me, right? Okay, that's. Okay. And the morning dew has come in mm-hmm. as I'm being born, and I'm I'm just sort of covered in this this beautiful gauzy sh- sheen of dew. Okay. I've got so innocent, right?
0: Vivid picture in my mind.
1: So beautiful, so innocent. And I see this creature in the forest. Okay. Bipedal, standing upright, hairless ape. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious. And I walk up to her, and she's holding out her hand. Hmm. And she's got her other hand behind her back. Oh, no. And in the hand she's holding out, she's got pellets of some sort. They Ah, look delicious, or like an apple or something that baby deers eat. Yeah. And I go up to her, and I'm like, oh, this is – how lucky am I? I, I'm so new and so naive, and I don't know what to expect of the world, but here I'm being offered this delicious meal. It's just being offered to me, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I'm like, thank you, kind woman.
0: I would love love to eat this meal out of your hand. And as I'm eating,
1: she takes the buck knife – out Please of don't. from behind her back and just jams it in my throat.
0: And but you're okay,
1: right? No, I die, and that's that's the metaphor. And Ellen tricked me this week, and I I ate right out of her hand, and then she killed me. But then someone did come and rescue the deer, or what? No, no, I just got tricked. Here's my guess. <sighs> she tricked me too. Almost right. I was almost right, and this that's even makes it worse. Okay. Carrie Retlin is the mischief knight. He's trying to impress his new classmates by pranking everyone. Yeah. Cokie is jealous of the dance and will use it, the Mischief Nights as cover for, te- for sabotaging the, the masquerade ball. And that's what Ellen wanted us to believe. Okay.
0: Can I read mine? Yes. And uh, what is just briefly is what is I am is that happened to me is that I wrote, directed, and starred in a one-man Film, okay, a biopic about my life called the Jack Shepherd story, starring Jack Shepard. Do you think there's an audience for that? And I did think there was an audience for that, and I get invited to the Oscars, right? And and then uh, the host of the Oscars is like, and "Now for we're gonna we're gonna roll the Best Picture, Best Actor." I actually and
1: think the Oscars doesn't have a host. Anymore. Best
0: director, and then in this year that they did, okay. And we're going to roll them all into one to keep it oh. shorter and more watchable. Okay. And then... They're, they're often th- the same. And they're like, the Oscars is so boring, is what the host said this time. And, and we're actually going to shut it down. Who's the host? After this, Ellen Miles. Okay. And and just to keep it short, we're going to do all the awards in one big award. And then the, the drum rolls. And then and then Ellen Miles is like, Jack Shepard? <gasps> And then I stand up, and then she's, she's like, Sike. gets It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Because you didn't get it. I didn't get it. And I shouldn't have been invited, and it was accidental. And that is that did happen to me and is a true story.
1: What was your guess?
0: The Mischief Knights will do a bunch of harmless pranks and then one that goes badly wrong. Carrie Retlin is the Mischief Knights.
1: Okay, well, we at least both got that Carrie Retlin is the Mischief Knight, which he seems to be.
0: <laughs> it does seem to be the mis- mischief nights. And before we go to our break, I would the mystery like, very is briefly that it's a old lady. It's the old lady did it who was scorned in the 1970s. Yeah, by old she's probably younger than us, but um no, because the girls are our age oh, and she's teacher aged. Yeah. Okay, that's complicated. Um I would like to introduce a new segment if we can. Not a new segment, but a old segment before okay. we go to our break. And I guess we'll just have to review this book after the break. Yep. And I'd like to do it as follows. They walk in beauty, night and noon. These handsome men who do their worst, singing their beguiling tune. I find myself immersed in thirst, or as the youth say, hashtag swoop with hashtag vapors. I've been cursed. And it's our segment called Hashtag Swoon, which is a hashtag that a lot of teens and millennials and Gen Z are using on social media, such as Instagram and Snapchat, uh, where uh, they, when they want to talk about uh, the boys that made them horny. And that's what we're doing here. And uh, did, did any of the boys make you horny this week, Tanner? Because um, yes, because, Yes, but you should go first. Yes. Uh, and the reason I introduced this segment is because it's about Carrie Retlin. Guys, we all know who Carrie Retlin is. Yeah, we know Carrie Retlin. He showed up in uh, Christy Hates Boys and Jim. He had a bit of a tete-a-tete with Christy. Oh. And I know that's not the title of the book, but they did a, a book where Christy hates Jim, too. And right. it's. Uh, My friend, Jim? Yeah, the high jam. He doesn't stop listening after like episode five, right? I don't think he even listened to that one. <laughs> Um <laughs> Carrie Retlin is Christie's arch nemesis, but this is where we are first introduced to him, at least in this universe. And he does some dreamy shit early on. He's very handsome and he keeps
1: winking at Stacy.
0: He keeps winking at Stacy. He's the new guy, he's got straight blonde hair, brown eyes. Um, and he, yeah, he keeps. Um, Amanda passes Stacy a note that says, that he's hunky and wants to know what his name is. Delaney? Um, It's not Delaney because of the age problem. Mm. Um, But the part that made me really swoon about him is at the end of the book when they're dancing.
1: Yeah, she does cut in.
0: And this is so dreamy. This passage is so dreamy. May I read it to you? Yes. She's trying to figure out if he's behind the Mischief Knights. What a cool thing. The Mischief Knights? I'm the Mischief Knight. Even. I'm the Mischief, and, mischief it's Knight. K, it's Mischief... Yeah.
1: Yeah. K-N-I-G-H-T. And
0: he does all sorts of mischief. Or maybe he doesn't. Mind if I cut in? He asked. And before Carrie could answer, Robert had taken his place with Sabrina, leaving Carrie standing there alone.
1: Oh, Carrie went to the dance with Sabrina
0: Bouvier. 30-year-old Sabrina Bouvier. How fucking cool is that? He brought an older woman. Yes. Yes. I held out my arms and soon we were dancing together. The band shifted into a faster song. I know your secret, I whispered to him. He didn't answer. He just spun me around the dance floor. He was a pretty good dancer. I know you're a mischief knight, I said, after we'd spun past the stage where the band was playing. Do you? He asked. I couldn't see his face, but I had a feeling he was smiling. You're the one who thought up all those pranks, I said. Aren't you? I don't know. He said teasingly, am I? It was infuriating. <sighs> you are, I cried. Maybe I am, and maybe I'm not. Either way, you have no way of proving anything. He was right. I had a feeling that SMS and the BSC hadn't heard the last of the Mischief yes. Knights.
1: And I, here's my <laughs> theory. Is that the Mischief Knights is not the Mischief Knights, but the Mischief
0: Knight. It's what? And, and it's there's the only, only one. one, and he it's has scary. he
1: has unprecedented access, and I think he's got insiders helping him out because he's got like access you haven't seen. He can get into the trophy cases, he can get into the school like intercom system, and he's brand yeah. new to Stony Brook. Oh, he's like
0: Batman. Right. He really is. It's like it's like a Bruce Wayne yeah, passage, it's Bruce right? Wayne passage. <laughs> Off, Jack. Mm. Oh, right. You're doing a, Had segment I read a segment. Okay.
1: Of Pete Black, in these texts I do enjoy, and I chance to see in a mystery. This solitary boy No friend nor fan did Pete Black know He dwelt in the fables of yore The coolest dude in the Brook of Stone Besides the girls of lore You yet may spy Jamie come back, Or Shay or Lou or Rosie But memory of our Peter Black Is all we can hold closely Tonight will be a drunken deed So segments we must plan And give the book a careful raid Let Ellen guide your hand. (laughs) That, dear Jack, I'll gladly do. Tis scarcely 9 p.m. The Riddle Babies can't count on you tonight to entertain them. At this, Jack Shepard raised his beer. He cracked into a cold one. He mused on Kant and Heidegger while Tanner got some work done. The text was scoured to and fro with many a wanton scan to to quote Henry David Thoreau Things don't change. Weekend. Fifteen came on That's before fun. it's time. He wandered through the text. And so few bits think- did Tanner find his mind, it soon was vexed. And wretched right. Jack, I mean, drunk on Bordeaux, too was long shouting again. far and wide. His contributions don't to think. the show fell off to the wayside. At close to and ten, it's, it's, Jack did come too. To me. And considered what to say, his thoughts muddled by boundless brew. But no jokes came this day. And it
0: really does go on. He wept and turning
1: screenward cried, Oh Tanner, I need your genius. My wit that was once glorified is as flaccid as my penis. But on deaf ears did did Jack's pleads fall. For though the Zoom window, no co-host joined Jack on the call. None to carry the show where so was Tanner? To talk to Time was nigh. The podcast almost over. Just one more bit before goodbye, before Jack's rough hangover. And that's when Jack, in a drunken haze,
0: is Jack did drunk see in his
1: dearest friend. Lost deep within the written page, he could not comprehend. For what he found to bring them joy, which Tanner showed to Jack, he'd found it is too long. a solitary boy. It is it is. He'd found yeah. dearest...
0: And it's too long, and the poem is too long, and it's not a bad poem, but it is insulting, and it's the only just thing I don't understand.
1: Alan was saying, "Okay, is what Kingbridge yeah. meant yeah. by unpleasant memories?" Pete Black rolled his eyes. He reached into his pocket and pulled out a coin. Here's a dime, Alan. Go buy yourself a clue. <laughs>
0: Ow! And that's what Pete Black was yes. up to this week. And that's Let's take my hashtag one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay Good. <laughs> got it got it goodbye okay goodbye
1: mystery how did that happen what that we got to yeah. an hour into this record yeah no we both had the same instinct and we haven't um, you, done you the review this. yet you did this to us i think you did it no you're such a little go succubus go back and check the record no, what's I'm a male not. succubus called an incubus. incubus,
0: and I'm not. And you
1: are because you lead me to these th- no juicy morsels. No, and you're like, eat my boy, eat, eat, feast on this juicy you read a, morsel. A,
0: a 20 minute poem, so that you could do one line that Pete Black said. Yeah, is one of the th- one of the many things you eat, read. my boy. Feast on this no. juicy morsel. Then, oh, you're done
1: with that one. Here's another one. This is that's called, you. You're the incubus.
0: It's called victim blaming. No, it's called Incubus Blaming. Okay. And I'm the Incubus, and my yes. favorite Incubus song is the one where they go, Whoa,
1: Amber is the color of your energy. No, it's 311. Oh.
0: I had a friend, I had a good friend who was really into Incubus. And well, I, I
1: went to school in Boulder, Colorado, so I had about a thousand good friends who were really into Incubus. And I
0: saw Incubus play once. I went to, have you heard of uh, E3? E
1: three, it's a um, electronics expo. Yeah. I
0: went to an elect. The it's like a, for gamers. I went to it to cover it for the job that I was at, and they the big finale of it was that they had like all the influencers who were there, and for some reason also me could go and watch Incubus play a set for like Sony's lawyers. And yeah. Even Incubus was like, this is not what we're in it for. <laughs> <laughs> E3
1: seems like a weird venue for them. As you were talking, I went to YouTube to look up an Incubus song. And it's
0: they go, I wish you, you were, were here. here. Yeah, I know that one. Okay. World can world I, world can world I just say, Tanner, that this conversation world began world with you world. trying to make the case that I'm the reason Sorry. that go ahead. we're... Didn't hit our early segments before the break. What are you saying? I was listening to an Incubus song. Yeah, it does seem like it. And the B-plot is about the kids are Ghostbusters. And one of the things—the ghosts that they bust, and this is something that Ellen Miles does, is that the house that Charlotte Johansson lives in used to be the house that the poor girl who went insane after. after Elizabeth Connors. Uh, Mike Rothman stood her up at the dance and hum- humiliated her. She went progressively crazier, but she had written into that house, she had written E, C plus M, R in a heart, and that's how they crack the case. Yep. And what I would like to do now is review this novel, Tanner. And what we do is uh, Tim Cook, who is the uh, main guy over at Apple Computers, uh, he started Apple in his garage with Wozniak, and uh, one of the first things they said is, once we get big enough, we're going to ask a couple of guys to help us start the biggest social network, and it's called the Social Network. And, and it's grassroots. Aaron Sorkin and will s- make a
1: movie, and you start in the reviews of. Books. Babysitters no. Club mystery Baby-Sitter's books Club in, in mystery the iBooks iBook store, and you start yeah. about uh, halfway into. The and so that dream is finally series. becoming
0: a reality, and they're calling it the Facebook Killer. They're and it's called it the Facebook Killer. killer. And it is the
1: basis of the movie The Social Network. Yeah, directed, and, written, and directed by Aaron Sorkin.
0: And it's us. And what they ask, and is, we
1: are the handsome, the two handsome boys from the movie who look alike.
0: Oh, the Winklevoss. The Winkle That's us. And we say, we say, you should be, you should be scared of us because we're Butch and we have big muscles and there's two of us. Yes. And we yes. say that, right? And
1: we say, you know it's cooler than a
0: uh, million dollars? Uh, two million dollars. Two million dollars. And, and we do say that, and, and that's who's based on us. And what we like to do to make this the biggest social network in the world for the biggest company in the world, Apple, and we're the biggest people at that company because we write... Reviews of Babysitter's Club books in the iTunes reviews, which are here, and I'm going to just pull up my iTunes. Oh, and please, please I'm also posting these on Goodreads, for the right. love and then, of God. Yes, and
1: then whoever runs Goodreads, which may be Tim uh, Cook?
0: I think it's got to be Tim Cook.
1: Oh, you know who it is? You know who owns Goodreads? Tom from MySpace? Amazon. So it's Amazon. Bezos.
0: Okay, it's Bezos. Yeah. So
1: Bezos came to us, too.
0: Yeah, Bezos was like, please... <laughs> Yeah. Can I get a piece of that action?
1: And we're trying to create a social network
0: for Amazon, too, yeah. in the Goodreads reviews for these right. mysteries. Yeah. And we are doing it. Right. And Very that's, the, successfully. that's the synopsis to Wolf of Wall Street. Yep. And that, we're the wolves of Wall Street. And we're the wolves of Wall it Street. got out of control, <laughs> but we're not sorry. And we we have an impish smile, so it's okay. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. And so let's write it's a review. some money. And I say, and I flick money at you. <laughs> Hooray! Everybody wins And now we write the review Okay, so I'm writing a review of the book Let's see, it's called Stacy and the Haunted Masquerade Yes, and you, I, you've landed on our first point Okay Which is star rating Four okay. stars And so uh, we love this book And it's definitely a five star book But we do have to It's one of the best mysteries I've ever it's read It's one of the best books I've ever read um, And we do have to deduct one star Because it's a Stacy book, book. Um, like she was like so
1: fucking like horny for Brew Doggy this week. It was so annoying, uh, so fucking. not She wouldn't oh. shut up about Brew Doggy.
0: I've got a, a whole fucking. Let me. Can I read you a Stacey passage, please? Yeah. And I this is this and this is,
1: Baby Nation. Tim yeah. Cook, Bezos. Yeah. yeah, this is why we've given it four stars. Yeah, is this we can, passage.
0: Well, we can stop the music and then start it again after I've read the okay. passage if we need to, because I need to read this. I grew up in New York City in Manhattan. My parents are divorced, and my dad still lives in New York. Even though I chose to live in Stony Brook with my mom, I still visit him there as often as I can. And not to be a snob about it, my urban roots do set me apart a little from the rest of the SMS student body. (laughs) It's not that I'm better than them. It's just that I've seen more, including sad things such as homeless people and terrific things such as the Caribbean Day Parade and don Moore, not too many kids in my class can say they've been to the opera or to an exhibit of french avant-garde painters than a lot of connecticut kids my age that's just some shit that stacy said right and, and now you know, you know stacy guess what new york wasn't good enough for who
1: amazon.com yeah. the website they tried to come here in new york yeah. and they were like never mind it's a okay. shithole
0: here it's a shithole we're gonna go to what texas instead I, uh, I think they went to like Dulles, Virginia, or somewhere. Went to, and then you know
1: who else isn't in, in, in isn't in New York? Stacy? What? Apple.
0: Apple. We have some Apple stores.
1: Right. But you're not good enough for Tim, and you're not good enough for Jeff, and you're not good enough for us.
0: And and now we'll start the music back up. And so what I want to do now is review this book, and it's four stars because of Stacy. So before we write our title, I don't know if you have any ideas about it, but I have a, 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 a overarching thought about the theme for this okay. review. Structure. The overarching message of this book, for me, is that dances can be dangerous.
1: Okay. And do you uh, when you say dances, do you mean like the like a. Uh, uh, Perform it like a kind of dance like the Macarena or do you mean all like dances, dances. Like I think that's dances. what
0: this book is about I think that's the essence of this book because okay. it's about a dance in history and a dance in modern times and both of them are dangerous one of them a man is killed and then right. the next one it just is havoc and, and uh, a poor troubled lady is pulled off the dance floor and everybody screams and there's the fire planes that Hodges is drawn in there um, so can I suggest
1: a title yeah our lives are better left to chance okay. i could have missed the pain but i'd have to miss the dance that's a chance and i do need to know if that is an incubus song not incubus no 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 okay and who is it garth brooks okay it's the garth brooks song the dance okay and it says what our lives are better left to chance i i could have missed the pain
0: Right. But I'd have to miss the dance. I'd have to miss the dance. Okay. And so I'm going to... I'm putting that as our title. Uh, gonna...
1: One time I was in um, a cabin with some writer friends of Jamie's. Mm-hmm. And uh, writer friends of Jamie's husband, then boyfriend at the time, who's a philosopher okay. at Stanford,
0: okay.
1: said to me... He's Scottish, and I can't do a Scottish accent, but he said, Tana, if you could... Live your life all over again, but without any of the pain, would you do it? <laughs> what the fuck? He's a philosopher. He's like a, th- a teacher. He teaches philosophy at Stanford.
0: And what did you say?
1: I said, no. And, it, and my reasoning was Garth Brooks' reasoning. And it's, okay. my like pain has you know. is, is shaped me.
0: It's made me right. who I am. I right. would be a completely different person. I wouldn't be who I am now if it wasn't for the pain. Okay. And I'm going to try to incorporate that because I'm going to disagree with your title at the beginning of this review because your title is poetic and it's nice and garth brooks is famous but it's the opposite of what i am trying to tell people in this review which is that okay please remember every time you dance you could be dancing with death okay Okay. so you're telling people not to dance that's what i think because i think this is a This book is, if anything— I think you and I and Garth Brooks—
1: Yeah. You and I and Garth Brooks fundamentally disagree about
0: this. Okay. Well, what about this? Garth Brooks may think that dancing is all well and good, but please remember, every time you dance, you could be dancing with death, as this book shows. Okay. As—and I'll do that as a new sentence—as this book—oh, sorry— as this scintillating novel by, Penned Anna, by Anna Martin and Ellen Miles. Ellen Miles proves beyond the shadow of a doubt. Let us call to mind some famous dances. Okay. One, the dance One. from Carrie. Okay, yes. How did that go? Question mark. Poorly. Are you asking me? No, it's in the review. It's a rhetorical question. We can okay. answer it.
1: Should we answer it? No. Okay. The Dance Macabre. Two.
0: The Dance Macabre by Sanson. Yes. How do you spell Sanson? S A N S S E. How do you spell Sanson, please?
1: And I'm here on the Wikipedia page, and what I'm seeing is that Sanson is probably involved with this somewhere, right? Do you think? or? Okay, and I'm... Okay, and so I'm... Okay, and I'm so I'm searching sort of S A N. Okay, oh, and can I do a tech tip
0: of the day, please? It Doesn't actually to... say anything about Saint-Saens. So, okay. and I would like to do a tech tip of the day. If you need to do a uh, like a umlaut or a asterisk uh, or a accent aigu or an accent grave or a circumflex over a letter, you just hold down that vowel and uh, it'll come up a list of the things you can do. Because Saint-Saens has got uh, a neat little Diacritical mark? Do you mean toneton?s No, the dance. Look, it's a. There's a famous the, musical uh, piece called the Dance Macabre, Opus Number Forty, a tone poem for orchestra by the French composer Camille. Yes,
1: of course. And why? And I and I know that obviously the right. Dance Macabre by Camille Saint-Saens, right. written in 1874.
0: Right. That's what so, I thought you were referencing. Yep, and that it was what number, I number I was two. So the Dance Macabre by and then Camille there's Camille actually.
1: Scherzo, Dance of Death, in opus number 14 in The Ballad of Heroes, written in 1939 by Benjamin Britten, which sounds a lot like Benjamin Button. And do we want to include that
0: anywhere? We can. Should we include this in this? in this Or The Dance Macabre by Camille Saint-Saëns? Yes. And uh, Benjamin Britten. in 1874. 1874, yep. And Scherzo, which means joke in Italian. Dance of uh, Death in parentheticals. Scherzo Parenthetical Dance of Death Opus number 14 Of the Ballad of Heroes Opus number 14 Of the Ballad From
1: 1939
0: of Heroes By Written Benjamin by Benjamin Britain Britain
1: B-R-I-T-T-E-N
0: I know how to spell Benjamin Britain
1: Okay And then Which sounds like Which sounds like Benjamin Button
0: Right Who also had a bad time So bad. we've got the two The two dances We've got are We've got the Carrie, the dance from Carrie. The dance from Carrie, And the then we've got dance two macabre. famous uh, orchestral pieces. About and then
1: dance. the third sort of dance that we need to hit is, of course, The Dance by singer-songwriter Garth
0: Brooks. Three and three, The Dance by singer-songwriter Garth Brooks. And yeah. how does that come down on dancing?
1: How does it, what, is he, what
0: do you mean? It's pro-dancing?
1: Pro dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one where you um
0: could have missed the pain, but you would have missed the dance. Uh which has more of a positive take on dancing. Anyway, new paragraph. Yes. A man died. Yes. In I don't want to spoil it. A man the book, died, though. and a man died. And this book, because we do need to bring it back to the book. Okay.
1: Should we say that the book is like a dance? So and this book is like a dance. But in a good way. I wouldn't even put a value judgment on it. Okay. I would just say this book is like a dance, and then let's 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 list why and how. Okay. So anyway, a man died. Yes. In this this book, book. No, a man died. Period. Okay. This new book, p- new sentence. Yeah. This book is like a dance because is, because this book is like a dance because you
0: are looking real f- you're real funny looking. You're and we're addressing the readers here of the review? Yes. It just seems like we might get in trouble for this cuz people will, people will we might lose well, our audience. hold on, hold on. Okay. You're real funny looking. But that's all right cuz you get things cooking. Okay. Funny looking? Yeah. But that's all right cuz you get things cooking. I don't we don't know
1: these people. And they say you're ugly, but okay. that shouldn't phase you.
0: No, see this seems very no, rude. listen,
1: listen to me. Okay. But that shouldn't phase you, because you're getting busy in the girl's pants.
0: Okay, well this seems.
1: And you've even got your own dance, the Humpty, yeah, so humpty dance. My it's my dance. dance. It's your chance to do the hump, do the hump, so do Humpty it, uh, dance. Come on. Sexy baby. Do the Humpty dance. Uh, the Humpty. Yes, humpty. and you did once get busy in a Burger King bathroom we'll leave that for the end.
0: Okay, this book is like a dance underground. You're so real my thought was looking. we could
1: do like a little triad like you like to do an ascending tricola okay where we do three different famous dance songs with like kind of a dance component. Okay. Humpty dance came to mind for me. Macarena feels a little too on the nose.
0: Yeah, and I do think that we need to bring... We did
1: carry on quite a bit with the Humpty dance, so like yeah.
0: And it's really taken a lot of the um, room we have for this review, and we've strayed from the path of talking about the book. Okay. So I think we'll we'll do the Humpty Dance, and we'll just do an ascending monocola. Okay. And that's just it. It's the Humpty Dance.
1: Should we choose a better dance, then? Maybe, like, the electric slide or, like, the um,
0: everybody clap your hands. Well, what about this? So I'm just going to take this whole passage out. Do you want that? Or do you want to keep it in? The Humpty Dance stuff. Yeah. I'm torn to be honest. Because what we could do is we could say, Anyway, a man. Cha cha slide. And then I could say, Everybody clap your hands. Watch me whip. And watch me nay nay. Yeah, I know the song. It's a different song. There are two songs. Yeah, I know those songs. God, I say, Everybody clap your hands. Because I want to mention the book in some way and some of the things in the book. Okay. Yeah. So we're cutting the Humpty Dance
1: stuff entirely. We can leave it in. Okay. You want it in? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Cut it. I guess I don't have an opinion on this, huh?
0: I guess I don't have to say. No, I just literally asked you for it. This book... Okay. Let me read you this back, and then we can we can go. Anyway, a man died. This book is like a dance because you're real funny looking, but that's all right because you get things cooking. And they say you're ugly, but that shouldn't phase you because you're getting busy in the girl's pants, and you've even got your own dance. The Humpty Dance, this is your chance to do the hump. Yes. Okay. That does seem good. Okay. And that's good. And that's, okay. yes. Now I really want to talk about the book in a new paragraph, which starts, everybody, colon, clap your hands. Everybody, everybody clap, clap your hands. hands. They For play the sports book. games a lot. For this book. And that's actually part of. Which
1: is about. Different song narrative. About a dance.
0: Right. Dot, it's dot, from dot. The Cha-Cha
1: Slide by DJ Casper. Of Death. I don't think it is. We already told you, a man died. Please and don't dance. Other famous dance songs. Oh,
0: we want to do some more, you think? Well, ascending ending tricola. Whatever we bring up must, again, relate to the book and relate to the plot of the book.
1: Hmm. That's um, going to be tough with Gangnam Style. Yeah. And then, and then, so does Watch Me Whip, Watch Me Nay Nay make any sense?
0: No, and it definitely does. Okay. Um, hmm. so Can I Joe? No. Fortnite, I think, is a thing.
1: Fortnite is yeah.
0: good and they do the floss dance. Right. Okay. So you can kind of fit Fortnite into any and I do want it remember we want this to have some to be coherent for readers. And we what we've done is mostly just lyrics to songs about dancing about da- like famous dances without dance songs. in any way connecting them together. Well so here's at all.
1: something mm. is this is the best book we've read mm-hmm. in a Fortnite. This
0: is the best and scariest book and Fortnite we've is we've read in a down. Fortnite and I think it's actually spelled it's spelled wrong it's N I T E yes. in a Fort well I'm gonna say it regular spell it properly in a no Fortnite. I wouldn't because then we lose the dance no we're gonna bring it back in
1: okay speaking of Fortnite
0: I'm gonna do it more subtly than that um this my is the- favorite emote okay. is no. the-, the floss. This is the best and scariest book we've read in a fortnight, and you're going to want to dance like with the... these fantastic characters all fortnight, all night long for so long. Damn it. I want to bring it back to Fortnite. What's the thing they do in Fortnite? The floss? That's a dance? Yep. Dance with these fantastic characters, even... More than you you like to dance the floss and it's spelled what is it spelled like floss <laughs> like floss it's
1: like you're flossing your groin
0: from Fortnite from Fortnite so, so let, let me, me read that back to you because I'm gonna need your help on it yes this is the best and scariest book we've read in a Fortnite, and if and you're going to want to dance with these fantastic characters even more than you like to dance the floss parentheses from Fortnite yes and
1: is that it or did you already mention the deduction of one star for a Stacey book?
0: One star reluctantly in... deducted because this is a Stacy book. book. Line break, line break, M-dash. I've been doing M-dashes this whole time. <laughs> 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 oh, what is this, Chicago style? <laughs> uh, Jack Shepard and Tanner Green Ring. P.S., I'm going to say we love this one. Yes. Okay, shall I read that back to you? Nah.
1: So, what I discovered this week, Jack. Yeah. And I guess this could qualify as a segment. Mm Mm-hmm. And the segment is called uh, Dad Watch. Okay. And it's where we discover something new about a dad in Stony Brook. Okay. The dads of Stony Brook are often very enigmatic. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... It's tough to know who they are, what they do, what their first names are, but we did get a peek into the life of one dad this week. Right. In the following passage. Yeah. Anyway, that morning, the static on the intercom took over the first part of his message, and this is Mr. Kingsbrook's message. Mm Mm-hmm. But we heard the tail end of it. Go Chargers, he said enthusiastically. Hmm. And now what we know, Jack- Mm hmm is that the Stony Brook Middle School mm-hmm. mascot? Chargers is the Charger, and mm-hmm. I don't think we knew that before. Yeah, and now we know mm-hmm. that when Mr. Prezioso uh gets out there to support his boys, what's he saying? He's he's, go Chargers. he's rooting for the Chargers. Wow, and that's illuminating to me. And it's colors, it shapes this figure that I'm this so enticed by figure.
0: the central figure in many ways of these novels. Mr. Prezioso himself, who, in a lot of ways, you could think of these texts as Mr. Prezioso's struggle to watch a boys' basketball game. Yes, that's the the central tension of the series. It never happens. But now we know we've got another little piece of the puzzle, is that what he's straining so hard to watch, what we're all reaching for, is a night with the Chargers. Yes. Tanner, we're running over time, so what I think we should do is the world's fastest burn of the week
1: oh okay yeah
0: and then we'll leave oh todd thou art sick a very good burn that stings you so right a knife that doth turn it gets in your head but oh so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit
1: yes what was your burn of the week this week well my burn of the week is actually another segment okay
0: great perfect Is this true? <laughs> <laughs> is this true? Yes. Okay. Um, and, what's, and so it's a question where we ask what, whether this is true.
1: Yeah, and it's also a burn. Stissy's on the dance decoration committee with Koki Mason and Grace Bloom. Koki, who is Grace Bloom's best friend, is probably my least favorite person at SMS. She's petty, small-minded, devious, And totally unscrupulous. That's one of Mr. Fisk's vocabulary words. It means without scruples, Cokie wouldn't know a scruple if it bit her. True. And that's a good burn. Yeah. And my question is. Oh, yes. Do scruples bite? bite? I wouldn't know.
0: (laughs) 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 Classic. Yeah. Uh Berna Koki Koki's in this book. She's difficult. Um and Grace it looked like Grace was turning towards the light but then Koki got her back. Yep. Um my burn is also related to Mr. Fisk and it involves Rick Chow. Yeah. Just that Mr. Fisk put down his attendance book and sat on the corner of his desk. People, may I have your attention? he asked. I can tell you want attention just by looking at your tie. <laughs> Craig, Craig <Chow>. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fisk, we learned this week,
1: and this is also probably Dad Watch. I'm not sure if Mr. Fisk is a parent, but yeah. he. Uh, what we know about him is that he's a
0: poor dresser. Yeah, and please do remember that this is a school that literally drove a man to madness. Uh, his name was Mr. Trout, and uh, they bullied the teacher. They so bullied badly. him into joining but the MLB and becoming, had to becoming the, leave town one of the greatest and players, a minor league baseball player. In the 2018 2019 yeah. season. Yes, Um, and Anne killed a man. His name was Mr. Brown. We don't have much more time to talk about it, but what we do have time to do is get the fuck out of here and leave and go. And what I would like to say is thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. Thank you, Riddle Babies, for bearing with us. Please take a moment to go to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash podcast, and give us... $5 $5 a month for a whole new whole another show, show. It's, where we sing it's the long. It's an hour, and we sing the intros. It's about the little sister We books. sing the, the recaps. Yeah. Not even the intro. Yeah. The intro, we do some like role-playing stuff. Yeah, uh, It's very good, and you should do it. Please buy our merch, bit.ly, bit.ly slash B-S-C-C merch. And please do rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. And guess what? This week, we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 22, Stacy and the Haunted Masquerade. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Babysitter's Clubber. Babysitter's, Baby-Sitters Clubber. <laughs> that sounds bad.
1: That's like Seal Clubber. There's a new menace in Stony Brook. <laughs> Babysitter's, Baby-Sitters Club Clubber. Clubber.
0: Oh, dear. Let's not dwell on every verbal miscue. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Babysitter's Club Number 23, Abby and the uh? Secret Society. Huh? <laughs> I don't like it because it means that we're running out of books. Yeah. When I mean, Abby starts do we do? fucking rearing I recently rearing went out. on our Wik- Wikia,
1: yeah. like the Babysitter's Club Club Wiki. Yeah. And whoever is doing all the tireless work, and I did know the Baby B's name at one point, but I have since lost track of it, has gone ahead and already created sections for like future episodes. Book. And it's like, the Babysitter's Club, main canon. Babysitter's Club, super special. Wow. Babysitter's Club, little sister. Babysitter's Club, mystery. And then she's like, Babysitter's Club, friends forever. Babysitter's uh, Club. <laughs> she's she like, knows. they're going to get there eventually.
0: She knows. That's what we're reading next week. In the meantime, I... Have been and am always Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Sandra Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now. On the way she talks, you would think that boys had just, had just been, been invented. invented.
1: Fuck! Hey, you know what? Is he around, Cyril? Tell Cyril, fuck you, and uh, get off my
0: fucking jock. It's just gonna bounce off of him. I um yesterday said, oh fuck, because I dropped something, and literally all day today he's been running around going, oh puck, oh puck. So if I say fuck you to him, he's just gonna eat it up. He's gonna turn it around on me. So, but he, uh, I thought he put some real good mystery Wang on that.
1: Yeah, I guess whatever. Don't Don't you
0: think? He was listening to the podcast in the car. You feed him our podcast? Sarah listens to it in the car while she's driving him to the children's story time. Hmm. And she said, hi, hi. Whenever I say hi, hi, he goes, why,
1: why? Mm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I'm recording. And I have been for the last minute and a half.
0: So am I and so have I. Let's count.
1: That was a HeadGum podcast.